Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, September 22nd edition, brought to you by DraftBeast.com and on it. Go click that on it link on our podcast page. Support the show. That's the best way you can. Also, draftbeast.com, wonderful sister site to fightful.com. Go there for the greatest fantasy sports experience you will ever have. I am joined by Matt Riddle. Matt, how you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing this week? I'm doing good. You this almost didn't happen. This show almost didn't happen. Because you lost your phone, Matt. What happened here? Yeah, man. I was in Chicago at AAW. Uh wrestled Jeff Cobb. And, uh, you know, I was interacting with a lot of fans. I cut a promo. I was doing a lot. And, you know, and in the, you know, the shuffle, I was like, where's my phone? Couldn't find it. Forgot my Apple ID password, you know. So just, I was kind of lost without it. Then bought a new phone at the airport at that premium price, you know. So how much? I, how much did that set you back? Did you buy like no, a, another iPhone? The guy actually cut me a pretty sweet deal. He it was like set at like five hundred dollars, and I was like, bro, I'm not paying that. And he only charged me like two ninety nine for like an iPhone six. So he he gave me a sweet deal. Yeah, that, that's not too bad. That's not too bad at all. Uh, but yeah, your phone's coming back to you today. I was worried. I called your phone. and I was like, uh oh, it's off. It's like Matt's falling asleep. He's playing video games again. No, I mean we're gonna we're gonna. Ha- I have been playing video games, but I, I'm not falling asleep <laughs> on you. I knew we are gonna talk some video games later on. Uh, I'm interested to see to hear your take on a few things. Uh, also, in more fightful news, there's a video circulating, Matt, of Crazy Horse Charles Bennett and Vanderlei Silva getting into it in a hotel lobby in Tokyo with our own. What is it? Recently? Yes, today. What? Right? It, the, the, the feud will never die, Matt. Explain. What happened? 
So our own Showdown Joe, who does our Wednesday show, was checking in at the hotel. You can actually see him in the video. And I sent him a message, and th- this is what he told me. It, like, it's just Vanderlei walking through an airport, and apparently there's a bunch of stuff that happened before the video. And uh, he said he said that they just started to chirp at each other, and they had to be separated. Yeah, pretty nuts. Actually, I'm going to see if I can pull it up here. I'm going to pull it up here. Because I don't think we'll get a copyright claim from this. It's an amateur video, so. Yeah. It's, if it's on the YouTubes or something, it's it's fair game. Oh, I've pulled up some WWE stuff, and they, they hit me with a strike. But, okay, let's see here. Okay. Let's share this. Can you see that? I see it. And there's our baldy showdown Joe. Right? You, you know, the thing is, I've never met uh, Crazy Horse, but I've met Vanderlei, and Vanderlei's a pretty nice guy. Yeah, that's, it's, now, for, for those who don't know, back in the Pride days, these two got into it. Well, I think it was, was it Vanderlei or was it one of his, one of his teammates? I think it was one of his teammates. Because Crazy Horse was trying to fight everybody and shoot a box, which is not not a hot idea, especially at that point. And he ended up getting choked out backstage. This thing, it just and, – and Showdown Joe says that he rode with uh, Vanderlei after that, and everything is cool now, but, man, that one doesn't die, Matt. Some beefs never die, bro. You have any like that? I mean, the Dan Hardy thing, but you were working him, so. No, I'll be honest, I – I never looked at fighting like that. And I've never, like, especially in the fight world, I mean, there's people that I, like, want to beat up. But, like, I wouldn't say, like, I just have a grudge. Like, I just have to talk shit. But, like, I can usually, like, keep my composure, one might say. You know, I don't really Yeah. But, like. I remember, you know, I remember you and the late Kevin Randleman had a little thing. But I remember it getting squashed, too. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is, like, it was mostly him just kind of being crazy, you know? Yeah, he cut a, a like, I don't want to say a pro wrestling promo. Maybe it was it, it, it was wrestling. It was pretty pro wrestling. He, he was he used level changes in his voice. <laughs> he used body language. I mean, he used a guttural yell at one point. The dude was pissed. He probably would have been a p- good pro wrestler. He would have been a great pro wrestler. He, he did some. He did a little bit. You know, some Man. some people just you know don't don't they don't love the pro wrestling as much. You know, yeah, you gotta love it. That's the thing I see a lot. You see a lot of people that are like, oh, like the Rampage and uh, King Mo. Which I mean, I don't know how dedicated King Mo was. When I talked to him about it, he was like, "I hate taking bumps," and I was like, "Well, then you're not gonna like pro wrestling, buddy." That's just the way it is. 
you, you people like Quentin Rampage Jackson, they're like, oh, I love pro wrestling and I would do it. I don't think you would. It's it's a different thing. The, the thing about pro wrestling and anybody that does it or has done both or either or will tell you it's really hard. It's extremely hard. And and it's not hard in the sense like, oh, it might be hard. It's like when you go out and wrestle, it's like a guaranteed you're going to have a hard match. Like you might go into a fight and knock a guy out in 30 seconds or just ground and pound him and not get touched, you know? But, like, in a pro wrestling match, you're most likely going to get touched with something during the match, you know? Not every match is a squash. There are a lot of things. Like, I went back to catch wrestling practice this week. I've had a few weeks off, and I had gotten really used to doing pro wrestling. And there, there are a lot of little differences that people don't realize, like, on a double wrist lock takeover or something like that, you want like sometimes in MMA you want to keep your head down that way you can float over and take the double wrist lock. In pro wrestling, it's a lot of times you almost wait for somebody to counter. Do you do you do you ever experience that when you're rolling with people now that maybe you try to take care of them a little too much because of what you're doing in the pro wrestling ring, or is that something that's just second nature to you? You're able to transition seamlessly. I. Honestly, I don't. I feel like the less I try to take care of somebody, the better, you know. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna do my thing, and whatever you do is gonna be more realistic, you know, because you're just gonna be trying to survive, you know. And most of the time, if you're in the ring with me, it's like you usually know what you can do, or I'll say, "Hey, roll or spin or pivot, what, whatever," if I have to. But for the most part, it's. You know, survival, you know, worst case scenario is you get to the ropes and you tell a story that, yeah. you know, so it's a little, pro wrestling's pretty easy. There's no wrong answers. It's just, you know, how you do it. That's a real benefit, the ropes, because I'm sure there are some people that you're going to encounter, if you haven't already, that just aren't going to know how to get out of some of the things you put them in. And the ropes are a good tool, like a universal tool to be able to get out of that. Yeah, you know, like... The, I use the ropes a lot of like a lot of the stuff I do. There is reversals and counters too. Plus, I can help them get out. Like I'll be like, oh, I'll pull you over or do this or that, so it looks smoother. But like, there's a lot of pro wrestling holds where like you're just like tied up like a pretzel, and like there's no real way of getting out of some of that stuff. Like other than like getting to the ropes or like rolling or. Or doing something crazy like breaking one hand at a time and re-gripping yourself or something, you know. But like I said, there's no wrong answers. It's just however you do it. I want to talk to you about this this WWE 2K17 DLC. Now, I know you're a gamer. Mm. You play any of the WWE games? You know, I have played the 2K series of WWE for a while. I even played the, the SmackDowns, the Raw. Oh, yeah. I played the Royal Rumble, you know, WrestleMania. Old school. Game. I played every WWE game, even, you know, uh, Japanese games. We talked about Saturday Night Slam Masters. Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah, I've I, I played it. I've played them all. Fire Pro. Fire Pro is one of my personal favorites. They they got to re-release that. Like, I know AJ Styles tried to talk TNA into getting some rights to re-release it with their characters. It's such a simple game but WrestleFest was one of my favorite back in the day do you remember that the, the arcade WWE game with the really 
animated yep. style. Man, that was and, awesome. And they had the uh, In Your House. That was the sequel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe back then Acclaim or Midway or whoever had the rights didn't do like some Mortal Kombat WWE crossover because they used the same digitized characters back then. I was like, come on. Which, I mean, I'm pretty sure Vince McMahon didn't want his wrestlers having their spines ripped through their ass on a video game. So That's where it comes into play, you know. But, like, <laughs> I've seen the DC series. I think DC Universe has that game where it's like Mortal Kombat. But it's like, there's no, I don't think there's any killing fatalities in the sense that you don't see anybody get destroyed. So the situation with 2K17, I noticed, they sent me a press release uh, yesterday or today. First off, they hyped the Godfather versus Papa Shango as being a dream match. How dare they? How dare they? And I am a big Papa Shango fan. Am I, I? This might be completely offensive, but I'm pretty sure. Isn't Papa Shango and Godfather the same person? Exactly, yes. And Kama, if you remember Kama. Exactly. Exactly. Now, in when they inducted Godfather into the Hall of Fame, there was no mention of Papa Shango at all. So I thought that was a little weird. But this DLC, Matt... If you want everything with this game, you're going to end up paying $90, including the price of the game. That's before taxes. What do you think? And like I said, I know you're a gamer. What do you think of the the DLC gouging? You, you know what it is, man? They, they, really, they really get you on it. Like, and it's not just WWE 2K17 or NBA 2K or... You know, Call of Duty, they, they, every game does it now. They come out with, like, the base game, the base product. But if you want to play online against everybody else and have the season pass, and then on top of that, you know, get all the characters or all the costumes or all the alternative costumes or all the venues, you know, that's how, that's how they do it. That's how they do it. I do. But I think it's fair. No, I think they should just sell you one game with everything on it for like sixty bucks or sixty-five bucks, whatever the game is with tax, you know. But that—that's how every how every game does it. And not only will they do that to stay relevant, they'll install the DLC every couple months. So the game comes out. They'll wait like one or two months. DLC will come out. And then another month, another load of DLC, and so on and so forth. And then they'll keep you busy almost until the following year. Yeah, and that's the thing. They come out with a new game every year. If this were sort of like the way UFC does their game where you buy the game and you don't see one for two or three years, but they give roster updates, I don't think that would be so bad. But also something I wanted to ask you. Have you downloaded yourself on any of the 2K games? Are there Matt Riddle created wrestlers? On 2K16, there was a bunch of Matt Riddle wrestlers. And one, I remember I actually downloaded it from the community. And it was, it had like my shorts. Like somebody had my shorts scanned in the game. They had like this shirt on me. Oh, that's awesome. It was pretty. Yeah, they do those face scans now. Dude, like, even on created wrestlers. It was my face. Like, they scanned my face. It looked just like me. Did the was same. it, like, present day, or are we talking, like, Ultimate Fighter 7 Matt Riddle face? Oh, this was 
like recent catch point Matt Riddle bro face. <laughs> nice. Now, do you see that as the ability to do that? Do you see that as like an honor or something that you're like, hey, if they're able to do that, I should get paid off of it? Or do you just not really care? I don't, I don't care. I mean, granted, I would like to be in the game mm-hmm. and like be announced and then maybe even have the commentators drop some knowledge you know about my character but you know just to be in the game and then because they had like the voice things for all the names you can basically say i think they had matthew riddle in the game so i mean that's were you in any of the old ufc games what's that were you in any of the old ufc games with thq no they scanned me they scanned me right before i got fired because you know i was on a win streak i was doing pretty good and they scanned me, did the whole, like, 100 cameras in the tent thing and all that and got the boot. And, you know, I was hoping they would put me in the game just as, like, a crappy character to get <laughs> But they didn't. Like, I'm not going to lie. If they even hit me up and be like, hey, we want to put you in the game and give you, like, a lower rating than CM Punk, I'd be like, that's perfectly fine. Just put me in the game. That'd be so Oh, I, I beat – I beat the brakes off of one of my friends. He picked Carlos Condit, and I picked CM Punk, and I beat the brakes off of him. That's uh, pretty realistic, huh? That's so not fair. It'd be great if if EA added like his his pro wrestling finish just to troll MMA fans. They should. I would love that. I think that would be great. So, what was your weekend like? I know you were in Chicago, right? I was in Chicago wrestled Jeff Cobb. It was. It was good. You know, got the standing ovation, got the place come back. I was I was stoked about that. Then I flew to North Carolina, but they lost my luggage. Oh. Yep. And then I uh, had a great match. I wrestled uh, Anthony Henry for a company, uh, PWX, in Gastonia, right by Charlotte. And uh, that was good. Got the police come back chant there as well. And. Then I uh, came home Sunday and I had Sunday off, so I just relaxed. That's pretty and, nice. Do you? And I got do you I luggage back. They, they they gave it back. How long did that take you? I got it like right before I was wrestling in North Carolina. Like I got it like. Are you? Do you follow the old school wrestling uh, idea that you always bring your gear in the carry on? Which I mean, your gear is a pair of shorts. Oh, so. I, I I always keep my gear. On me, and I didn't do it because of pro wrestling. I didn't know that was the thing in pro wrestling. I did it because of MMA. I always kept my fight gear, my mouthpiece, and like my cup on me. Yeah. Even if they lost all my other bags or whatever, as long as I had those three items, I can fight. Even if I just have my mouthpiece and cup or mouthpiece, everything. Oh, I know a lot of I know a lot of corner men and and team members who, if they have a guy fighting and they're traveling. That weekend, they will take their gear and their mouth guard and all that stuff because you never know what can happen in MMA. A fight could fall out 12 minutes before weigh-ins, and they might need somebody. You just never know. Um, there was where, where are you headed this weekend? Are you booked anywhere? I was supposed to wrestle in Canada, but the show was postponed, I believe. I'm just – I think I'm local. I think I'm in Jersey this weekend. Nice. Who who are you wrestling for? I believe the Monster Factory. Oh, nice. Monster Factory in New Jersey. I'm wrestling 
Josh Woods. I guess he used to be signed with the WWE at the yeah. Performance Center and stuff like that, and he was recently released. Go smack so, around old Dirty Danny Cage while you're up there. Y'all, you know I will. That's what I did. <laughs> now, there were several news stories that came out this weekend. Joe Warren, uh, double ch- former double champion in Bellator, held, held weight or titles in two different weight divisions. He kind of spoke out about the fact that he didn't have any sponsors. Bellator, that's one of their their benefits is that you're able to get sponsors. Is are you surprised that a guy like that, even though you know he's not a popular fighter, I won't say that he rubs a lot of people the wrong way, but he is a pretty good fighter. Are you surprised he wasn't able to get any sponsors? And is that something you ever had any trouble with? I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. It's like I hear people complain about the Reebok deal. But I, now I don't know what Bellator's stipulations are. You know, I would say the one problem with fighting for Bellator and finding sponsors is sponsors are going to be like, well, who really watches Bellator compared to the UFC? And yeah. In any disrespect, that's just like what a spot. You know, what a normal sponsor would probably say. They'd rather sponsor a UFC fighter. You know, but when I was in the UFC before the Reebok deal. They basically banned every company you could be sponsored by, or like you couldn't be sponsored by any company that was in direct competition of a company that sponsored the UFC. So, be it UFC sponsored by Zions, you couldn't be sponsored by another energy drink company. You know, they're sponsored Ugh. by, you know, whatever headphone company, you can't have a headphone sponsor. You know, stuff like that, you know, and then they had the clothing deal where like, Unless the clothing company pays like a hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever it was, they couldn't sponsor any fighters like T-shirts or gear, you know. So basically, that just monopolized the market for like two companies to do it, and then they barely paid fighters because they only had so much money left over to pay fighters. I know that they said that they tried to do that to protect the fighters from getting bad sponsors, but. I don't think it. I think it lost a lot more money. No, I mean, Brendan Brendan Schaub was never a big star in the UFC, never at all. But he lost out on six figures per fight because of the Reebok deal. I'll tell you this: when I before the sponsorship deals, and that's awesome for Schwab. I don't know who's paying him six figures, and he lost out. If that if that's factual, and he can prove that, that's amazing. Oh, he. He verified it with Joe Rogan, which, I mean, Schaub is a big podcast guy. That's all – I don't want to say that's all he does now because he does a lot of stuff. But his podcast is really, really successful. But, yeah, he, he ver- – like Joe Rogan, he brought Joe Rogan the information. And Joe Rogan was like, yeah, this is legit. That's legit. That's legit. But, I, like, honestly, I'm not surprised for Warren not being able to find sponsors. And I'll be honest, before the UFC even put stipulations on, I had a shit ton of sponsors where I was getting paid a lot of money. I was making, like, especially for how far up I was on the card, because I wasn't. I was getting paid, like, 15 grand in sponsorships. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but, like, for having, like, two fights or one fight on, like, the Ultimate Fighter, that's yeah. really good. You know? Yeah, I mean, as a guy who yeah, I still have to hunt down sponsors and stuff for shows like this, it's not easy. It's no. not easy. It's it's hard. Did you ever have to do that yourself, or do you have a manager do that? 
I usually did it myself. I've had a couple managers, but the problem I've had with managers is there's always a miscommunication in the sense like, it, I, I, like I remember I, Malky Kawal was my manager at one point. And I remember he said, oh, I was getting paid this amount of money in sponsorships. Well, then when I got a tax return from said sponsorship companies that paid me, they paid me a lot more than what I got paid. Yeah. Like, not like 20% was taken out, like 80% was taken out. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. I was just like, well, you should send this to Malky because I only got this much out of this money. You know what I'm saying? So I really didn't use managers too much. I just relied on myself, and I was really successful. You know, I made great money. Even when they tightened up the range, I was still making good money, you know? Yeah, and I that was – offered six figures in sponsorship dollars, so, but <laughs> I, I, that's amazing. So my hat goes off to Brandon Schwab. I don't know. Hey, you need to, I don't know who you need to gain that weight, become a heavyweight, Matt. Well, yeah, I mean, technically, you're, you're over 205 now, aren't you? I got on the scale, and I was a hard body 207 today. Ooh, that's heavyweight. Bro, bro. I'm, dude, it's – That counts. I got that. 207 and abs. I'm, I'm the dude, I'm the real deal. The real Listen, deal. Our, our boy Showdown Joe does the commentary for Ryzen. We got to get you booked in that Ryzen Openweight GP next year. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see what the money is like and all that. Th- that way you can fight Charles Bennett and then fight Vanderlei in the next fight. That's, that's what you can do. If they're if they're in, if, the, if those are the names that I'm working with at this level, yeah, I'll I'll take that all day. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody in Japan tries to book you against Vanderlei and like whether it be an MMA fight or a pro wrestling match because hey, Vanderlei's done that a little bit too. I'm all I'm all about doing a snug pro wrestling match with Vanderlei Silva. I'm all about it. The the transition happens a lot more in Japan. Like Tim Sylvia did it. Uh, the aforementioned Kevin Randleman did it. You mentioned that train wreck that Baroni was in. Uh, Sakuraba is one of the OGs of it, though. I've but. seen like highlights of that. I've actually never seen that whole match. We use the term highlights <laughs> very, very loosely. But uh, yeah, it was not a great match. Not a great match. But, yeah, I could see – I'm surprised you haven't been to Japan yet. Has there? I know that there was that one you told me for the Baroni thing. No other feelers from Japan or anything like that? No. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I like – I like when you wrestle at all these places, you run into, like, people, like other wrestlers from Japan and stuff like that. And I talk to them and stuff. But, like, you know, I haven't been contacted. I've actually got contacted wrestled for uh wxw in germany so like i might doing be that germany soon oh nice but like but i haven't heard anything about japan yet and i got buddies wrestling in japan like people i've wrestled wrestle in japan and i'm just like when's it gonna that seems weird that's such a natural fit I, I'm I'm still confused about it. I'm actually going to China for MMA fights. You know, I'm not fighting, but like I'm cornering, and I help put together the fights. But I'm still like, you know, like 
Can't make it to Japan for pro wrestling. Set reefer, Matt. Dude, I will like I don't know if they think I'm gonna like bring a bunch or something. It's like I'm not gonna <laughs> bring any to Japan or anything. Not gonna do that. Don't worry about <sighs> that. I'm clean. Either way, I-, I think you'll be in Japan sooner than later, to be honest with you. More big news out of Bellator. <laughs> Chael Sonnen signed with them. What did you think when you heard that? Who did Chael Sonnen sign with? Bellator. So you haven't heard this. Oh, Chael Sonnen signed with I, Bellator. I saw that. I saw it. Who's he fighting? He wants to fight Tito in November. Okay. All right. <laughs> There's some much in that. I think Tito beats him. Really? He didn't do too bad against Liam McGeary. Yeah. Well, Tito didn't do bad against Leota Machida a couple years ago either, you know? Oh, man, that was years ago, though. Yeah, but t- didn't Tito just beat that one Russian dude, too, that was on a hot streak? And then that Russian for sauce? Flamenco, but he's, he was a 185-er. I mean, Tito was huge compared to him. Yeah, that was t- – the Shlomenko fight was two and a half years ago. The Machida fight the Machida fight was eight years. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go, Matt. Yeah, but you got to realize this, too. Chael's also a middleweight as well. And I don't, yeah. I, I don't see – the thing with Chael, too, is I don't really think his heart's in fighting either. I think he's smart. He can pick a fight. But, like – his style of fighting, he has to be stronger and more dominant than you. And with the rules set in play, I mean, granted, it's Bellator. So they could fight in Kansas or Texas or something, and there's no drug testing in those places. Yeah. So, like, so technically he can get back on the TRT and do his thing, but I don't know. I don't know. I still think I give this one to Tito. I'm not really impressed with Chael. Chael chokes under pressure a lot of the time. That's an interesting – I mean, he does have a lot of people that are in the quote-unquote legends division in Bellator too. Vanderlei, you know they're doing that fight at some point. Uh, even Stefan Bonner's there. Phil Davis, who is still near his prime. King Mo would be an interesting well, one. No, Phil, Phil Davis is dangerous. King Mo is – Still, they're all extremely dangerous. But I'd say King Mo and Phil Davis are probably their top two light heavyweights. Yeah. Right? Who's their champion? Yeah. Now, light heavyweight. Their champion is Liam McGeary, who beat Tito in uh, a fight last year. He's that's the last time he fought was a year ago. He's eleven and zero. He's beaten Emmanuel Newton, Tito Ortiz, and a bunch of jabrones. But he's pretty good. But Phil Davis is there and hasn't got a title shot. They they did this tournament, like this light heavyweight tournament, and like I think I can't remember who emerged victorious. It was either I think it was Phil Davis. I think Phil Davis somehow emerged victorious from it. Yeah, and uh, it was like a two match tournament, and then he beat King Mo in May, 
to get a title shot. So it will be Phil Davis next. Okay. Okay. Yes, yeah. Phil Davis should probably be the champion, unless this other guy who's 11 and 0 is the truth. I know that Emmanuel Newton knocked out King Mo. Yeah, and now he's not even in Bellator. They cut him. Yeah, but, I mean, he he's went elsewhere and lost since then, so I don't know. They do that. Bellator's weird, man. Like, they'll sign all the UFC castaways, but they had all those badass Russian fighters that were real good, and they just let them go. What do you make of that? Do you think they should hold on to some more of their, their homegrown people? Well, I think I think their their thing is that there's they're, they're changing a little bit. They are a company completely based out of America, even if they film other places. So when you're selling tickets and you're selling events in America, it's usually better to have American fighters, unless they're world renowned fighters, like say like a Roy McDonald or something like that, like. You know, if you're having shows in America, but Roy McDonald's on the card, he might be Canadian, but people still show up. You know, if you yeah. get eight fighters from Kansas City fighting on the card and you're in Kansas City, you're, you're going to probably say, sell the same amount of tickets if Roy McDonald's fighting. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's just, it, it, So I think, I think that's it. And I think they're picking up the UFC names because it looks good. UFC veteran, you know, like – and then if you put them against one of the up-and-coming talents and they win, it's like you just beat a UFC veteran. It makes you look, you know, they're just – that's why they pick up all the UFC guys because then they can put their new talent over or, you know, they're still UFC talent. So even if they win, it's still good, you know. I remember back in the day having UFC veteran next to your name used to carry you a long way on the regional circuit, like for years and years. Now, especially the top-level guys, like Chael Sonnen was offered a lot of money by Bellator. A lot. I think like a six-fight deal. He's going to make a ton of money, and he'll get to fight fights against people probably his age and near his skill level, things of that nature. He says he's going to fight at 185 and 205. And like you said, the drug testing isn't nearly as rigorous. That's got to be a big part of it. It's basically obsolete unless you fight in a state where they have an athletic commission, you know? I, I yeah. think Bellator runs their own drug test like the UFC. Even then, if you fail a, a drug test you know is coming for PEDs, because generally they test, what, fight night? And that's it? Man, You got most of those guys know how to cycle off anyway. So, I mean, there, there have been fights at regional promotions that I've been at, and I'm like, damn, you know they're on something. Like, you just know they're on something. Now, Chris Cyborg fights Saturday against Lena Landsberg. You ever heard of her? Because I hadn't. Exactly. No, I haven't. So, so she struggled with her weight cut. She said a few days ago she was 20 pounds off. What's the worst weight cut you ever had, Matt? I've had bad ones, probably like 20, 30 pounds. Like, it's really not how much weight you cut. It's the amount of time you cut it in, you know? And everything contributes to a weight cut. Like, what you're fueling your body with, like, how you're cutting the weight. Is it dehydration or if you're actually burning calories, you know, and speeding up your metabolism? It, It all depends, but... The worst weight cuts are usually when you have a poor diet, usually during holiday seasons, and 
you have to cut a lot of weight in a short amount of time and you end up dehydrating yourself instead of cutting actual weight, you know? I noticed that when you went to the Titan, you moved up to 185. Was that going to be your plan, like moving forward, or was it just for the Titan thing? Uh, honestly, I just hated cutting to 170. I was basically like forced to fight 170 early on in my career just because I wasn't like killing myself to make 185. So they're like, you should fight 170. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was just a struggle. Like, you know, like, how many times do you want to, like, almost pass out or, like, piss blood because you're just, like, running and not drinking enough water because that's what your job consists of, you know? So I just went up to 85 because it was still a cut, but it was, like, only, like, 15 pounds, you know, instead of 30 pounds. Your ultimate fighter, that was that was at 185, right? Yep. And the three, in my opinion, three of the top guys out of that were – you, Gerald Harris, and Matt Brown, and you all ended up fighting 170. Why do you think that they – I mean, do you think they should change that format? Because you all aren't in there as long as people think, and you got to cut weight several times. Do you think they should maybe change that format? They got it right now where they have flyweights, and they're they, like over six weeks they fought several times. So they had to make that weight repeatedly. Yeah, it, it – the thing is, the weight system is good. You need to have a weight system because it's, like, the only real way to determine who can fight at what weight class. You know, it's, like, you can't, like, just do it by height. You know, you can't do it by, like, width. Weight's just the easiest and most efficient way of separating people, you know. And it sucks that, you know, once you put a weight class in, you can use that rule to your advantage by cutting a certain amount of weight or maybe not cutting weight and eating certain things and you know however you go about doing it but it doesn't matter what rule you put in there people are going to try to abuse it just like laws if you make a law and people don't like it they're going to try to bend that law as much as they can you know it's just how it works you think cyborg should be fighting at 140 pounds like she is not 145 140 you know what? If she wants to do it and it makes her happy at the end of the day and she wants to cut down to 140 pounds or 145 pounds, whatever, go for it, you know? Like I said, I started, I didn't want to fight at 170, and the only reason I did at the UFC is because that's what I was under contract for and that yeah. I was getting paid enough money. It was The gamble was worth it. Like, if I made 170, I literally got paid like $25,000. And then if I won, I got another 25. And even if I lost, if I got a bonus, it could be even more than 50,000. Yeah. You know, so it's like, and that's not even including sponsors. So, like, I cut the weight for that. Like, so if she wants to cut the weight because she wants a title shot at like 135 eventually against the higher names in women's MMA. Right, because, because that's what she. Well, if she if she wanted a title shot at one thirty five, she could have it. She just she won't go to one thirty five. She committed to it a couple of years ago, but then played the hokey pokey with it and didn't want to do it, and then did want to do it, and has settled on one forty. But she said this is the last time, except for super fights. Now there are a lot of people, and it's 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 almost a little weird to me. A lot of people are like, "Well, Misha Tate or Ronda Rousey or this person should." jump up and fight her and i'm like i don't think you all understand the size difference there let me i'll pull this up for people to see too i have this this is chris cyborg standing next to 
Dominic Cruz. Hold on, let me see. Well, I saw that. She's. Yeah, look at this. The 135-pound male champion. Now, she is in heels, I think. But even she's she's bigger than him physically. Man. And, like, people are, like, yeah, Rousey and Tate. Tate, who at one time was trying to advocate a 125 division. And they're like, yeah, they should just go up and fight her. And I'm like, I mean, no. Personally, I think I thought a 140 division would have been the way to go to begin with, not 135 or 145. I thought 140 was the best bet. But uh, well, what do you what do you make of that How, of the size difference between her and these people at 135 that they're asking her to fight? Well, it's it's the same thing as like it, it plays a part because I, I'll tell you this: if she makes 135, say if she did, Ronda Rousey or Misha Tate would have a chance. Mm-hmm. She'd be so sucked out and so tired. Even if she rehydrated and everything went smooth, that's just way too much weight. She she has a lot of muscle and she has a big she has a bigger frame. Like you just saw her compared to Dominic Cruz, and Dominic Cruz, well, he fights one thirty five, right? Fight at one forty five. Yeah, he fights one thirty five, and he's a big thirty five er. Oh yeah. So. I can only imagine the size difference between like Cyborg and like Ronda or Misha because I don't find them physically that big for their weight classes, you know? No, and a lot of people were saying Ronda Rousey used to fight at 145. It's like, yeah, Joe Riggs used to fight at heavyweight. Then he got in better shape. She she was not in prime condition at 145 at all. But, uh, hey, I'm interested in watching Cyborg fight. She, I mean, I know it's a guaranteed massacre every time she goes out and fights, at least. She, uh. She's extremely talented, and especially in the world of mixed martial arts, she has great striking, and she has world-class jiu-jitsu and all that. So it's like her in mixed martial arts is really good. I know she fought some kickboxing for, what was it, lion fights? That, yeah, the Muay Thai. She, I think she suffered a loss there. Yep. That was like to uh, Darina Bars. Yeah, but like that's high, high level of world class Muay Thai and kickboxing. You know, the thing is, she's a world, world class mixed martial artist. She's world class at other things, but she's the top of the crop. You know, in MMA. Some more news: Daniel Bryan is trying to get the WWE to release a documentary, which apparently features him wrestling a bear. Matt Riddle. Would you pay to watch Daniel Bryan wrestle a bear? That's a silly question, bro. You know I'd pay to see that. <laughs> How do you think he would fare against the bear? How do I think he would fare? Yeah. I think he would be fine, you know, if it was a trained bear. If it's a wild bear, I think he's in trouble. I think Khabib, you know him, Khabib Nurmagomedov? I think he used to wrestle bears. He looks like he has. Yeah, he does. Apparently, there's some footage of him as well. Looks like UFC 205, their their debut, Madison Square Garden. Alvarez and McGregor were both angling for a fight together. Dana White said, no, that's not happening. Apparently, Alvarez was sent about agreement to fight Nurmagomedov at 205. He didn't sign it because he's trying to get this McGregor fight, and they're trying to push it back a month. Meanwhile, McGregor says, I'm not fighting anybody but Alvarez for the title. What do you what do you make of that situation? Conor McGregor, the 145 pound champion, 
also says he ain't giving up his 145-pound title, saying, I just want to fight with the the 155-pound champion. But he, but he doesn't want to give up his belt if he loses. Yeah, correct. Even if they weigh in at 145? No, no, 155. This will be at 155 for Alvarez's title. Yeah, but why can't Connor put up his title? That's not. I don't know. I wish, I wish they could. I wish they could meet in the middle at 150 and do it that way. I mean, I, double titles. If Eddie Alvarez wants to do it, it's fine. You know, fine with him. But I, I think the the bottom line is, even if Connor keeps his belt, you know, it really doesn't matter. Like he's already suffered a loss since being champion, and he still has the belt. If anything, yeah. He should probably defend his belt at 145 or be stripped of the title. That's that's what Dana White has said. And and uh, I wonder what that would do to that division, Matt, because the interim champion is Jose Aldo. So Jose Aldo would be promoted to undisputed champion. Meanwhile, you would then have a guy running around as champion who got knocked out in 13 seconds. What do you think that does for that division? I don't know. I, I personally, I think Connor had his fun at 170. I think he should fight at 145 against Jose Aldo before he fights Eddie Alvarez for a title at 155 to secure his title. Like, if he wants to win and then vacate the 45-pound title and then they do, like, a tournament style or something like that for it, that's fine. But he should he should legitimately, if he wants to fight Alvarez for the 55-pound title, then Jose Aldo should fight the next guy in line and they should fight for the undisputed title at 45 and Connor can fight Alvarez at 55 for the title. And that's fair. And then ironically, the next guy in line is Max Holloway. Another guy that, or, uh, Connor McGregor beat, beat him with a torn ACL too. So I think that's the big concern is you'd have two guys that Connor McGregor washed as the champions. Now Max Holloway's come a long way since then. He's been on a tear. And Conor McGregor's coaches don't want him back at 145. They said never again because I guess it was a really hard weight cut. Yeah, well, but they, then he should just then he should just do what I just said. He should just fight at 55, vacate the featherweight title, and be like, after fighting welterweight twice, it's just it was hard before, but now it's impossible, and it's going to be hard to make 155. And I'm doing it for my health. Yeah, that would be that would be a major lifestyle change after after the last year that he's had. What I would do with the president if I was, you know, Dana White won a 13 second knockout. I mean, to the uneducated fan might be like, oh, well, that guy's trash. But to me, like that could happen to any single person. I've seen BJ Penn knock out Matt Hughes in 10 seconds or whatever. I've seen Todd Duffy knock out whoever, you know, Tim Hag in like eight seconds. Ludwig knock people out. I've seen, I've seen Conor McGregor knock. You know what I'm saying? Every this shit happens all the time. You know, people get knocked out. It's four ounce gloves MMA, and we fight long rounds. We fight five minute rounds. So probability of somebody getting knocked out is higher. You know, it's like I remember Andre Arlovsky lost four straight fights, three of them by knockout, and people were like, "He's done. He's cooked." Then he won like eleven of his next twelve fights. And got back in the UFC and almost contended for a title. It's MMA. It's not boxing. Everybody loses at some point. It's MMA, and 
I've seen guys lose their first pro fight and then come back and be 10 and 1, you know? Well, like pro boxing, if you lose your first pro fight, you're probably not even going to be offered another fight. And if you do, it's going to be against some stud who's just going to build his record off you, you know? I think Chris Cyborg lost her first fight. Her, I think she I think she lost it by a double knee bar back in like 05, and she hasn't lost since. So, I mean, that's a really good indication because I guarantee you today, Chris Cyborg isn't getting tapped to a double knee bar. Yeah, but I'm not going to lie. Now, the fact that she ever taps with a double knee bar, I kind of want to put money on Ronda if they fight. Right, right. That's That's one of the interesting things about Cyborg and Ronda Rousey. We saw Ronda Rousey's susceptibility to being just I mean she's got a pretty tough jaw to take the damage she did she's got a lot of power we know that she's got a terrible coach we also know that um but one of the things is up until Cyborg's last couple fights Cyborg would get into clinch range a lot when she would throw strikes and if you get into clinch range with Ronda Rousey you're going ass over tea kettle no matter what yeah you know what though Cyborg's pretty big. You know, know Ronda's judo's pretty legit. But a lot of those throws really help you if you're, like, the same size. And, you know, the cage doesn't help. There's a lot of variables. Ronda's really good at judo, but if you're really good at plum clenching somebody and kneeing somebody in the stomach and face and you're extremely big and athletic, it's really detrimental to judo. You know, yeah. like I've seen Vanderlei Silva fight judo silver medalists that are very high level judo practitioners. And I saw him plum clinch them and just rip knees into their core, you know? So it's like. Wasn't the last know? guy you fought, wasn't he a judo guy? Michael Kuyper? Was it? Wasn't he a judo guy, the last guy you fought? Uh, yeah, he, t- he took me down. I remember you laughed about it yeah. in the fight. I expect him to take me down. I I was like working the clinch and he didn't throw me. He hit a double because I was ready for the throws. I was, you know, yeah. I have a pretty good Greco Roman background. So my upper body stuff's pretty legit. And so I was ready for the throws and nothing. And then he hit me with a blast double and sat me down, you know, but man, yeah, there, there are a lot of interesting variables in a possible cyborg Rousey fight. Like, it, it's one I want to see. I mean, there there are a lot of really fun matchups in MMA these days. I think it's been one of the, well, it's been one of their best pay per view years ever. Did you did you see that coming? A couple of years ago, it looked like pay per view was dead for UFC, and now they've rebounded with two like really awesome years. Well, you know what it is. I think what they're doing now is. It's a good and bad for the sport. It's good for pay-per-view buys, but like having guys like CM Punk on cards, and you know having like McGregor Diaz feud at that weight, you know. And then the best part is they go one and one, and then they're done. They don't have a blow off. Yeah. Kind of confusing to me. You know, I guess maybe they can do that in Bellator five, ten years from now. But it's like it's just it's. It's just really, I don't know, it, it's going from professional sport and legitimacy kind of to like the freak show clown fight kind of thing. And there's more money in that. You know, that's yeah. kind of like a pro wrestling model for MMA. It's like 
you know, David versus Goliath, you know, or a 45 or going up to 170, what, whatever, you know, that it be, or like Cyborg cutting to 135 to fight Ronda or whoever the champion is, you know, it's like, it's, I mean, it's just one of those things, I mean, you know, I think Dream let Jose Canseco fight one time. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He fought Hong Man Choi and he like broke his shin immediately and got his ass kicked. <laughs> uh, every when I watch did you ever watch Liar Liar? Liar Liar with Jim Carrey? Yeah. I remembered when he was getting arrested and he screamed, But I'm Jose Canseco. That's what I thought that Jose Canseco was probably saying when Hong Man Choi beat the living shit out of him. Yeah, probably. I think a lot of people see fighting, and they're like, oh, I could do that, you know? But fighting's one of those things where it's it's really intense, you know? Like, even those moments that seem, like, calm, like the clinch, those moments are extremely intense. It's like, you know, two dogs locking jaws, you know? It's... You gotta be you gotta be ready for it. Absolutely. Uh, guys, visit fightful.com. Go there, register for free. We're updating our forums. We're adding exclusives. We've had exclusive interviews with the aforementioned cyborg, with CM Punk, with Daniel Cormier, Chael Sonnen. Of course, we have stuff up for it with Matt Riddle, Vince Russo, Showdown Joe, all kinds of exclusives over there. Uh, lately we've been actually posting a lot of uh, Matt Riddle's matches that have been online. So go over to Fightful, check those out. Watch how fast this guy has advanced in pro wrestling. It is, it's mind-boggling. It's it, a little bit terrifying, Matt. It's scary. It's sickening. It is. It's it is. Like, fucking crazy. <laughs> and, you know, I was, I was told about this a long time ago by Dirty Danny Cage. And I was like, well, how good could he be? Well, as it turns out, you're, you're pretty damn good at the wrestling stuff, Matt. Anything you want to let the people know before we head out? No, nope, I'll be wrestling at the month. You know, I always say no, but then I, you know, say my thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll be wrestling at the Monster Factory this weekend. Uh, I think the following weekend I'm in California again wrestling out there. So, yeah, man, just, you know, catch me at your local indie scene. <laughs> I'm all around the country and world. Follow him at RiddleTuff7. Follow us at Fightful Online on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, As always, guys, visit the page, share the page, Facebook, Facebook groups, Twitter, Reddit, all that good stuff. I am back tomorrow afternoon with Vince Russo. We're going to talk about a little argument that Vince and I had. That should be fun. Oh, uh, what happened between the two of you? I thought that Vince portrayed me and our viewers as inept. And we're going to talk about it on the air because we had a disagreement about TJ Perkins. You know how I told you the Josh Matthews thing, right? Yeah. Well, he knows Josh Matthews, and he said that Josh was like, well, if you're not doing your job, then get the hell out. I didn't see it as that. I think that TJ didn't want to portray somebody who was mentally ill because he has mentally ill people in his family, and he wasn't comfortable doing that. Even if you don't have mentally ill people in your family, it's kind of a thing you might not want to do because it's expensive. It's his right as an independent contractor, too. If he doesn't, whether it's being portrayed as a hot dog salesman or a rapist, he's an independent contractor. He doesn't have to do that. 
And Vince had said something on his show to the like of, I had to clarify that TJ Perkins didn't actually win anything. It's a work. And I was like, Vince, no, you didn't have to clarify that. Everybody watching our show knows it's a work. And we got into it a little bit because I didn't like that he implied that me or our viewers needed that clarified because we don't. Everybody knows the difference. People just enjoy the difference. It's not fake. It's predetermined. It's like a movie. Hey, you know what? It's a live action show, bro. Let's have you. Let's book Vince versus Matt, bro versus bro, and you'll show them the difference. Yeah. I'll show show the world the difference in bro quality. Oh. There we go. Said bro versus bro. I'm just saying the quality of bro that I'm working with is super high level. As Joey See, if I hope that like Robbie E and Zach Ryder don't ever get like fired because they'll probably end up on our Monday and Tuesday podcast and it'll just be the week long broadcast. That, that's all it's going to be. You know, the, the thing is though, they're they're different kind of bros. Yeah, they're they're the like Jersey Shore, Long Island bro. You know, where it's like, bro, do you work out? Those yeah. Kind of bros. I'm what do you think of those kind of bros? You know, I'm that. I'm not that kind of bro. I'm just like, you know, what's up, bro? Like, chill out, bro. You know, <laughs> I'm that kind of bro. Well, either way, me and Vince are going to talk about this a little bit on air. I I wanted to keep it a private thing, but Vince was like, you know what? If we put this on the air, it'll do well. Sure, whatever. Sure, whatever. Oh, but sure. uh, yeah. So that's what we're talking about tomorrow in addition to some other stuff. But, uh, guys, until then, visit the page. We have more live viewing parties of MMA, pro wrestling, boxing than any website on the Internet. Check us out, Fightful.com. Until next time, guys, we are out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.